Welcome back to another episode of the Athletics and Beyond Student Athlete Show. I'm Kyle Reese. I'm the program director here at Athletics and Beyond. Uh, a, a fun show for me to introduce here. It was a day that we spent down in Coors Field, which is the home of the Colorado Rockies. Uh, we got to sit with their executive team and Jim Kellogg and, and Dallas Davis, but also some of their social media personnel and also game day entertainment personnel. And it was a real behind the scenes, all access look at Coors Field to see how a professional franchise is run and this is in December so it's not when games are going on but there's still a lot of work to be done within the organization and we got uh, some insight from some people on the inside about how things are done there so enjoy the show uh, this is a sit down with Dallas Davis, Gervais Robinson, China Reese and Thal Woods. All right yeah. <laughs> so it's been a full day already right? Yeah. Okay, and hopefully learning some of the behind the scenes, mm -hmm. what goes on, you know, to make it an organization function, and especially, you know, organizations surrounding sports, what, what all goes into it. Because I think that's something that gets lost, yeah. is we see the product on the field and don't understand everything that's going on behind the scenes and what it takes to kind of get there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I know for me, one of the biggest eye openers, just in this situation, but being in other situations, was um, when I got an opportunity to work for the NFL. Let's say, right? And I would go and I would set up uh, these um, these military combines. Mm -hmm. So I would fly into a place. I would meet people who I never met before, mm -hmm. and we would have to work together as a team to put on this production for everybody to film and it to look flawless. But I would just fly in, boom, meet this person, put it on, put it on. And, and it got a chance for me to see like the inside of the stuff is the biggest production, not mm -hmm. what the players are doing. Right. What the players are doing, we kind of understand because we all have been athletes, but that inside production level of when I have to, you know, when you have to go and meet somebody and work together to put something out to the public takes a lot bigger um you understanding how teamwork works right mm -hmm. and understanding your role in it because i can't say i'm flying in dallas i need you to do something for me i have to already have everything that's in my wheelhouse done so he can say okay yeah this is what we need for the rockies right here and then we can work together and put it together you know so yeah. i don't know it's just interesting all the different walks and stuff but but that's a good point because i didn't really get that Uh, that's a good question. I think, um, you know, the idea is that you're grounded in your you know, own kind of personal ethics and morals. But then at the same time, you know, most organizations will have, you know, pillars of, uh, you know, their mission and their values and, and their ethics. And so, you know, to your question, is it hard? Um, I would say no, just, you know, because I feel like, you know, I'm confident in, in what those are. Now, are there times where those might get challenged? Absolutely. Um, are there times where the, it gets a little gray? Absolutely. And I think that, you know, that gray area is really, you know, kind of the defining um, moments, um, you know, and, and even, on, you know, on, on the ath athletic field, 
Um, you know, it's it's not always. And you, let's take baseball for for instance. You look at like the great players to the good players to the really good players, and let's look at batting averages. There's usually not a huge difference. You know, you're. And on top of that, you know, your your best baseball players are getting out seven, six times out of every ten at bat. You know, so that's seven times of failure out of ten, and you're going to be one of the best. And so let's say you fail, you know, eight times out of ten. That puts you in a completely different category. And so, like, that kind of gray area is where that makes the difference. Yeah. Okay. Um, I would just say, like, could you, what is some advice that you have for, like, current athletes and athletes, like, transitioning out of being an athlete into, like, the real world, especially, like, for Javay and I, you know, because, mm -hmm. like, we recently, just past couple years, just got out of college, and now we're just trying to figure the real world out, and both, I mean, you and Thou, you know, you guys have been here for a while, so, like, what would you, what are some words of wisdom? So I, I guess first is understanding your competitive advantage as an athlete. Um, so, you know, as an athlete, you have experienced things that a lot of the general public haven't within your own little game. Um, you know, let's take, you know, basketball, for instance. In one season, one game, you're going to experience some of the highs and lows and things that go into a lifetime of learning that you are learning in one season. Um, you know, one training for a race, you know, there's a journey there. You have a, a good training day, one that wasn't so great. You run a couple meets that, you know, you PR'd one meet and then, you know, you might have got injured the next. And, you know, it's really, uh, you know, metaphors of life that you're experiencing. And so trying to figure out how to piece that into, uh, like, the work environment. You know, take that same competitiveness that you have, that same drive, that those habits that you developed. You know, so instead of going to the track and, um, you know, running sprints, you know, every day or whatever your schedule was, you know, what's the transition to, you know, whatever you're passionate about? If you want to learn about video production, then am I going to dedicate an hour a day to learn about video production? Because you, know, you guys were, you know, Division One college athletes, so you were kind of, you know, the, the top of what you were doing. At the same time, you had kids that weren't athletes that were as good as you are in track and basketball, they were that good at working with computers. Mm -hmm. And so taking that competitive mindset, how are you ready to compete with that person? You gotta start training, right? And so converting that physical training into, you know, how is this going to help me, you know, compete at this level? Um, and, and again, you guys have already experienced what it takes to get there. Um, and now, a lot easier said than done. That's kind of the cheat code on kind of figuring out how to do all of that. But that, that, you know, that would be my advice, is just one, to kind of realize you already have a competitive advantage for what you've went through as an athlete. Now, the work is not done, the work is just starting. Now it's like those habits that I've developed now I need to figure out how to develop that into, 
you know, what my career is going to be. And the other thing is, you know, you, you always hear about people say, you know, have a plan B. I, I like to look at it as just expand your plan A. Um, I, I think shoot for the stars. You know, you want to be the best at something, sh do that. And at the same time, bring along, you know, what, what your career plan as well. We all know athletics is a temporary part of our life, regardless of how good you are. There are very, very, very few, regardless of how far they go in the professional ranks, that are going to just sit down and do nothing after their sport is over, okay? So planning what you're passionate about, and if you don't know, okay, but you're taking steps to figure out what that passion is, as you are training for, you know, to trying to be the best, uh, you know, wh whatever your sport is. Mm -hmm. And so to me, that's all part of the same plan. It's not like, well, I'm gonna do this, and if this doesn't work out, then I'm gonna do that. No, man, like, that's all. Now, yeah, you might dedicate more time to this right now, but this is always here, whatever this is. And um, so, you know, realizing that and expanding on what, what that is. Um, because, you know, it, it is going to be over. And, you know, it's, it, and it doesn't mean you have to completely put it away. Um, but uh, it's, it's, it's something that, you know, you're always going to have with you. And, and if I can go back and tell my younger self that, you know, sports is like, yeah, it's, it's everything right now. But, you know, let's still explore this stuff. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, keep the box, just expand it a little bit and put the, some of that other stuff in. Speaking of expansion, I think, uh, I think almost probably every athlete can attest to this fact, but the, I think the problem with a lot of young athletes right now is that they only see, like, only see sports. In that it's box. Like, how do you, how do we get out of that box? How do we figure out other things that we like to do, you know? Because, yeah. like, for so much of our lives, it's like, I only like basketball, I only like track, I only dedicating everything to this so you never really know what else yeah. you like or what else you're into yeah and then when you get to college it's like you study you this it, yeah. but it's like yeah i like it kind of but i still don't know what i want to do so how yeah. do you find the other i think right there is is progress i was one that struggled with knowing what i wanted to do and i started eliminating things and through that elimination process you might find that passion i think that's one thing like so don't don't view it as, well, I tried this and I didn't like it. I don't know what I wanted to do. That's a step forward. You eliminated something that you're no longer going to waste time on. Um, you know, story about me, I loved animals. And I studied animal science and zoology in college. I worked for a baseball team. Right. Yeah, that'll tell you. Like, I had, I had a zoo. It kind of seems like for everyone that's in the workforce or the professional field, like, things into place, place. Yeah. 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 No. yes yes and no yes and yeah I, I, I be careful with that because at the same time and especially the people that tend to be more athletic minded like you got to be a go-getter yeah. yeah so now was i going out and trying to work for a baseball team no but i was out there getting it yeah. trying to get something. Yeah. right yeah. and that's in moving that's forward that's and part of that, that right yeah. exactly and that's something we understand yeah. the go get it but I think we struggle on applying that outside of sports, to your point. Yeah. Like, what are we you don't know how to, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, one thing I struggled with is 
you know, I was the one like when I'm a freshman, I want to go. I want to start. I want to be the man right now. And so that, you know, you get used to that kind of stuff in sports. And how am I going to do that? Well, I'm going to go bust my, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to compete. I'm going to beat this person. And, and, and that happens. And then you get into the workforce and you're like, all right, I want to be the president. Let's go. And then you're like, oh, it doesn't work like that. And you know what? Thank God it doesn't. Let me tell you that, because if it did, I, you know, you would probably enter a lot of areas that you're not prepared for. You know, and, um, you know, there's a whole lot to learn. And sometimes in the workspace, being, you know, what you view as the top isn't necessarily, you know, the 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 position of influence that you want to be in. You know, so you got to learn those kind of lessons to really understand, like what one, what what that really is, because I, I think that's another thing I would advise, you know, back to your question, you know, about advising um you know, people that are transitioning is know what's out there. We just saw our video room. Yeah. You guys probably didn't know all that stuff existed, that, that right? Oh, we that were like, this is so cool. Social media. Yeah. You see this, but you don't know what's all yeah. behind, right. behind it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But again, let me go back to our cheat code that I think we have as, you know, former athletes is we know that we put in work to be, you know, uh, you know, whatever success level we found, we know what it took to get there. We didn't get there by doing what everybody else did on the weekends. We didn't get there by doing the same thing everybody else did, you know, when we were going to class to make sure we can get into school, right? There's there's no different. And so get out there and and figure it out. And so, you know, you you were asking about, you know, for people that are really sports-minded and, you know, it's hard to think outside of the sports box. One, think within the sports box then let's let's just play play with that for a little bit we learned today a lot of the different things that are involved in sports right and so yeah your playing days will be over the second you play a sport you should know that it's going to end someday and probably not on your terms there's probably not an athlete out there that ended exactly how they wanted to if there is there might be like three um but that that's that's going to happen. Right. And and so, yeah, ex- exploring those those things, you know, that we saw um, talking with people. And, yeah, you, you got to get uncomfortable sometimes. But tell me this. Did you ever get uncomfortable playing your sport? Yeah. Right. And if you just stayed wherever you were comfortable, you probably wouldn't have been, you know, who you are. Right. Right. Just um, I mean, I would say even just in my little journey that I had um, when I played arena football, I could have just played arena football, right? And not done anything else, but what I decided to do was go to Bally's, right? And for six months, be a personal trainer at a corporate fitness, even though I didn't want to do corporate fitness, but it was because I knew that that was going to allow me to meet other people and utilize the platform that I have as an athlete. Because just like Dallas said, like you guys have a platform right now like uh, Gervais that went to Washington State that played basketball, that is gonna attract somebody else that's gonna wanna give you an opportunity, right? China that went to TCU um, and that ran track and that did all these things, All-American, that's going to then give you something that's gonna attract. But what I decided to do was put myself in a situation. I've never been, I didn't do corporate fitness, but what I did 
find is I met a lot of people that opened up a lot of different doors for me. And after that six months was done, I went back and I played football. Then I would come back for six months and I would personal train. Then I would go back for six months and I would play football. And so that was kind of my foresight. Because a lot of times I grew up around a lot of cats that maybe didn't have the foresight that I had on some of the things. But once I used that foresight, and was it something that was, uh, you know, I really wasn't sure about? Yeah, sure, because I'm an athlete. We're used to st stuff being given to us, stuff like that. But when you have to step outside that and then go get certain things, you know, um, like being at a Bally's and just being a personal trainer, right? And people thinking like, oh, yeah, I could be a personal trainer, but them not knowing that I actually have a degree in exercise sports science. Mm -hmm. That's a whole different level of it, too. So I would just say, just to add into what Dallas is saying, put yourself in situations on things that you're going to be passionate about, even while you're training for your next opportunity as an athlete. Don't just train for that next opportunity, but don't pay attention to those other things that are going to be happening after your sport is done. No, well, and now I say that because, you know, we at one point were kind of where you guys are sitting now, and you know, there's uh, there's kind of that middle space, um, and then there's a realization where, you know, your dreams, whether you accomplish them or not, like are over, you know, and and it's it's, it's kind of hard to swallow and. And it's a story you probably, you know, you're talking about social media. It's a story you're probably not going to see. You know, people aren't going to raise their hand and be like, hey, I didn't accomplish what I wanted to accomplish. And uh, it's, things are really bad for me right now. I have no idea what I want to do with my life. And I'm kind of struggling. Like, we, we don't do that. You know, we look at highlight reels on social media. But, the, but that's, you know, that's the real story. But through that is also where, you know, again, we'll just keep using, you know, our, our cheat codes. We know, like, the off-season is a little rougher than the season, you know, and we're putting in work. We know that first workout, the day after, we're really, really sore. But what does that mean? Those muscles are going to start building. Uh, and, you know, and that, that's kind of how I view that, that period of my life where, you know, athletics was kind of taken from me and uh, now I look back on it and thank God all that happened you know because it, it really helped build my mentality and, and it's the same mentality I had but it really helped build me into um, you know who I am and how I approach my career um, you know moving forward so it, it's is it, you know, you want to make sure you're still moving forward, but moving forward doesn't always mean like I just got a great job. You know, moving forward means like I learned today about like there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes in sports. I might look into this. I learned today that I don't really want to do that. You know, there was a point like, I, you know, I wanted to work in a zoo. That was what I wanted to do. And then I worked in a zoo and I figured out that wasn't what I wanted to do. And no longer was I spending, you know, time. Now, there's aspects of it I still like. You know, I still like animals. I'll read stuff here and there. But, like, I know as a career I'm not going to dedicate my energy to this. And now it's on to the next thing that I need to figure out if I like or not. 
And working in sports was the last thing that I thought I wanted to do. I, you know, I love sports. I love playing sports. But working in sports, you know, there was, there's kind of a view sometimes from an athlete's point of view towards the actual, I'm not going to do that. And then, yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, and, and here's another opportunity too. Like there's a lot of volunteer opportunities that exist out there. And that's kind of how I got into sports. I, uh, you know, we, we talked about networking earlier. There was uh, um, a woman that I was, you know, I kind of consider a mentor that I uh, had been in touch with and I would just help her out sometimes with uh, basketball tournaments. And through those basketball tournaments, I met some people that were working for athletic departments. And then through that, you know, I spoke with people and ended up taking an internship with the Orange Bowl Committee in Miami. And I was like, okay, maybe this sports thing is cool. And then I got a temporary position with the NBA. And I was like, yeah, I like this. And then through um, just some kind of character references and networking, I ended up working with the Rockies. But again, baseball would have been the last thing I thought I would be doing. But again, that was moving forward. Now, granted, I didn't have a job half that time, and it was rough. Ramen noodles, rough. <laughs> you know, we know what that is, right? And, but, but I was still moving forward. Now, I didn't know I was moving forward, but now looking back, it's like, yeah, you know, you look at these mountains, like, that's, that's a great depiction. And, and yeah, that might be there too, <laughs> the other side. Yeah, but it's all just knowing that where you guys are at just know if you look at yourself five years from now and you continue to keep pushing like you are and putting yourself in position you're going to be exactly where you want to be and i think for me like i'm going i've always just been living in a knowing that i'm going to be all right as long as i stay in my lane right like like i've never not done stuff with sports and sports performance and training and all of that kind of stuff but if somebody were to say, Thou, do you want to go be a firefighter, which I have had the opportunity and people asking me, I didn't be a firefighter, but I trained firefighters. I trained police cadets. You see what I'm saying? You know, oh, yeah, you're a teacher. You know, I teach at manual. But, yeah, I teach fitness for life. I teach intro to PE. Oh, yeah, that's a glorified PE teacher. Yes, but it also comes with a message that I'm bringing from within myself, which is, how important wellness and health is to you growing up, right? So it's just, again, finding something that you're passionate about and completely going, or it could be the complete opposite direction where you're doing something you're passionate about. But then as these opportunities unfold, like Dallas, then you find yourself in a position where 17 years later, you've been working for a great organization like the Rockies and, you know, it's like that. Or it can come in my form of 17 years later, I'm still doing exactly what I've been doing, but it's down a bunch of different avenues. You know what I mean? I mean, cause, cause it's just, you know, just like you said, Orange Bowl Committee, this, that all those opportunities were just to set you up for this right here so that we can then be talking about this. Any other opportunities that I may have gained from, from my experience um, have all set me up to have this conversation so that I can be relatable, but then also be able to push what I'm talking about to another audience that may be listening and say, okay, you know, I like how he did it, or I want to know how that happened or whatever, you know what I mean? And so, so that's kind of what I think about too. Okay, so Dallas, could you educate us a little bit about like what diversity inclusion looks like within the Colorado Rockies? Uh, yeah, so um, 
Yeah, you know, I'm the director of uh, diversity, equity, uh, inclusion, and recruiting for the club, mm -hmm. and and responsible for creating our framework, our strategy, casting the vision of what DEI looks like uh, for our organization. Um, you know, and and part of that process is really explaining what that is. You know, a lot of people are like, you know, is diversity inclusion? Does that mean just, you know? Hire as many people as you can just so you're a representative of your city, your state, your country, where, wherever that might be. And, um, you know, so I always like to start with just the, the basics, you know, is I think we all know what diversity is. It's just the existence of difference. But then equity, that kind of gets a little, you know, people are kind of like, what, what is that exactly? And, you know, I, so I, I like to look at it as, you know, diversity is, you know, everybody getting invited to the party. Um, you know, equity is everybody has you know access to the party to get to the party to get into the party and inclusion is everybody has the opportunity to contribute to the playlist at the party um, and so you know what we're really trying to do you know from an equity standpoint is evaluate you know access um, you know look at our processes and and how that relates to you know who we are and who we're going to be um, you know, DEI work is, is, a, is work that it's, you know, it's not a, a program that you just implement, you know, a one-time thing, like here's our, our program, you know, it's a, it's a process, it's a journey that, um, it's a lens that we all look through and evaluate every aspect of what we do. So that, of course, involves, you know, hi the hiring process that involves, you know, our fans, access to, to the game and, and our community. So. There's internal components to it um, where we evaluate, you know, internally, you know, what, what, is, what do we look like, what, what's our engagement like, um, and external, you know, what, what's our, um, you know, relationship to our community, you know, the types of organizations we work with, the businesses that we work with. And so really evaluating those areas and then take, taking steps towards, um, you know, the, the, the greater good and um, you know, the right things. The, it's an opportunity that we all have to where we can, um, you know, in, improve our, our culture, our organizations. It's uh, also an opportunity, you know, from a business standpoint. It's a, a competitive advantage. You know, there's plenty of studies that show organizations with more diversity are more successful, um, more innovative. Uh, more set up for the future, especially as our country continues to uh, become more diverse. So I know I'm not a, um, I just got a question. I know I'm, I didn't have a question that was supposed to be asked, but just thinking about that, is there a time limit with that? You know what I'm saying, for mm -hmm. the diversity inclusion? Is yeah. it like a five year situation thing? Is it a 10 I, year? Yeah, that's, that's a great question because it is journey work. So I'm in it, in it for the, the, the long-term win. Right. Like, now that doesn't mean we're not gonna do what we can to collect the wins here, the wins here, wins here. And so, yeah, there's going to be short-term goals that go along with this work, and there are short-term goals. But at the end of the day, we're, we're trying to address systems that are in place that, you know, affect things long-term. You know, it, it you know, my goal in this role is not to just have a, a good season as far as DEI goes. You know, I, we want to uh, affect the processes and the systems that feed into 
long-term success. So that long-term journey is an important vision to have, right. not to say we're not focusing on what we can do right now. So there, there are definitely more temporary, um, shorter-term goals. But the bigger picture to me is the important thing because that's where you really address the processes and the access that affects all of this stuff. You know, if we keep just treating the stuff up here, but this is still the same here, um, you know, that doesn't make it sustainable to where, say, um, you know, the role didn't exist or, or the culture mentality shift a little bit. You know, obviously on the heels of what, you know, 2020, um, you know, that, Many learned. I don't know if we learned, you know, anything really new. Right. Um, but you know, from a, a global cultural standpoint, there I think some lessons were learned. Now, our culture also has a tendency to forget some things after a while, um, and so if we're again only treating those things that are the right now on the surface, once you know the the talking points are done then our system stays the same. And if that same system was leading to inequities or lack of access, then uh, I don't, you know, I wouldn't say I've done my job. Yeah, right, 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 for sure. Well, well you know, and I'll, I can just, I'll speak to, again, you know, we, we spoke about like understanding what goes into a sports organization yeah. and the jobs that exist. And as a recruiter, you know, I also look at my job as trying to find talent and untapped talent that might not be out there as you know relates to DEI mm -hmm. and the talent that might not have access um, but are just as talented as okay. those that do um, and so you know when our, our organization we have about 160 front office employees here in Denver however we're an organization that's also national and international to to some degrees as we have scouts and uh, baseball operations staff, about 100 um, player development and scouts out there across the country. Uh, we have an academy in the Dominican Republic where we have staff as well. Um, and then our spring training facility in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona as well. Um, we have uh, um, staff. So, um, and then not to mention all the part-time staff that we have and seasonal staff that we have um, you know, during the Rocky season you know, we're, we're hiring for our guest services, you know, about 800 or so people. And it's a great opportunity for people that want to maybe make a little extra money, have a flexible schedule, working with school, um, to come out to the ballpark and work. Um, and, you know, in our, our broadcasting booth, again, we saw some of those positions in there um, that are seasonal uh, positions. So there's a lot of opportunity here to, to kind of get in and learn. Um, now, it is tough to get into sports full-time. Um, us sports people tend to like our jobs and, right. and don't leave a whole lot. That, that's that's going to be my next question, too. Like, how do you, how do you get into the sport? I yeah. know you can't be scouting or anything like that. Right, yeah. And, and you know, and that kind of goes back to when we talk about networking, one. Yeah. Um, under, you know, one, learning, educating yourself on what exists. I didn't, my first role in our organization, I didn't even know existed until after college, you know, and it's exactly what I, my passion was, you know, was community outreach. I didn't know that was a job, 
you know, and so understanding that. But then at the same time, like we're also like any other organization. We have lawyers. We have accountants. We have people in marketing. We have plumbers. We have painters. We have engineers, electrical engineers, HVAC, uh, grounds crew. You know, so all of those are opportunities uh, that people might not think about when they think of sports because they're thinking about, you know, I can't hit a slider, I can't hit a change up, so I have no place in baseball, and that's not the case. You know, we, you walk around this whole building, there's people, you know, that have uh, different talents and crafts um, that, that exist in, in baseball. Um, so, you know, learning, one, what exists, and you do that how? By interacting with people, talking to them about their jobs. Um, you know, this is right here, what you guys did today. Uh, it's a great opportunity to understand what happens behind the scenes. Um, but, you know, every day, it's got, you got to have a, a, a learning mentality every day or, or you will get left behind. And especially in an era where um, there's so much information available, like there's no excuse not to learn something, and regardless of your position. You know, I, I, I am a student every day. Every single day, I'm, I'm trying to learn something. I'm trying to learn from my mistakes, but I'm also trying to learn, you know, my job and how to do that better, and then learn about other things as well. And, and it's all right there, you know. It really is. Yeah, you know, and if I'm speaking to, um, you know, people that are struggling to know what they want to do, I would just, again, say, you know, just continue to learn, and if you're falling, at least fall forward, um, and then get up and, and and fall again, and and you know you, you'll you'll find your your place. Uh, it might not be what you wrote down, um, but you'll you'll take all of those times that you fell will will help you whenever you do land, and when you do land, you might take off again. Uh, that's that's just kind of how life works, but. Um, you know, here at, at, the, at Coors Field and Colorado Rockies organization, you know, we do have, um, you know, from a part-time um, seasonal positions, you know, a lot of different opportunities. And sometimes those opportunities can turn into different opportunities. But if anything, it puts you in, again, another box that might expand your network. And so, um, you know, continue to learn, expand your network. And sometimes that means being uncomfortable, you know, but, um, yeah. And I say, um, stay ready so you don't have to get ready, right? You know, no matter what, right? And that could come from learning, that could come from whatever, but when the opportunity is given, like things that happen really big, they generally happen quickly, right? And so you may not have the time to say, let me get back to you on that, right? It may have to be like, Gervais, we need you. Are you ready or not? Yep, yep I'm ready, right? And, um, you know, that was kind of my situation with Nike. It was a phone call. It was a Sunday night. You know, this is such and such from Nike. It's a phone interview. If you pass, there's going to be a, um, so if you get the job, there's going to be a ticket for you waiting 6 a.m. tomorrow morning, and you're here at Nike World Campus for a week. And I was ready, and, I, and when I touched down, I was the lead of a program that doesn't exist anymore, but it was a chip that was inside the shoe. And it, um, so the Nike Trainer Plus. So I was the head of that 
thing where I would go and I would go and, um, you know, sh show off the stuff and do all that. But if I wasn't ready at that moment, then they would have moved on. And so I would say that. And then failure, an acronym I like to use with my students is first attempt at learning. That's what fail means. First attempt at learning. So it's not a failure. It's just your first attempt at learning something and then you continue to keep going. And, and that's how it goes. So, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate uh, getting to know you guys. And, uh, you know, all my best on your journey. Know that that journey has been, uh, we've, we've all been to some degree that journey. Um, and, yeah, it's going to get hard. But you've already, you're successful. Okay. I think sometimes we gauge success on, well, I didn't get what I wanted mm -hmm. or I didn't get where I was trying to go, mm -hmm. but look what y'all have done. Y'all right, right. were, were D1 athletes. You got, you got yeah. education, yeah. and you yeah, are you doing what you can to give back to your community right, right. now. Like, right. That, that's big. That's big time. And so all of that learning, you know, and you got a lot of learning left. You know, your future's bright. And so just, you know, I, I encourage you to just keep, Keep plugging away, keep chasing your dreams. And, you know, there's a time where you gotta swallow your pride and just understand, like, I'm not here, and that's fine. You know, because as athletes, we're kind of like taught, like, man, you gotta be in there confident. You gotta go yeah, in there like yeah. you're the man. And, yeah. and yeah, like I did. Like, I didn't realize how small I was, how short I was, until after I was done. I had yeah. no idea. Right, 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 I right. saw pictures of myself in the huddle. I was like, it's like, damn, I'm what? small as hell. Right, right, right. I right. fully no, convinced real. myself that I was just as big as everybody else on the field. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. That's real. Yeah. But and, and you need some of that. I'm not saying lose that, mm -hmm. but understand, like, don't let it get you down to where you you go into another environment where somebody, whatever job you're applying for, they're as good at that job as you are at basketball. You know what I'm saying? Because that exists. Like our culture, you know, puts athlete, athletes, you know, on a platform. But like I said, there's that kid that when you were shooting, he was coding. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, you know, I'm not saying one's better than the other, but don't get discouraged when you're not there yet. Right. Right. That'd be like him. Like, hey, let's do one on one. Right. And you just like, come on. And, and that's, you guys are going to walk into some of those environments, you know, yeah. like, you know, the, the training that you're going through, like there's people that have been doing that. And so, yeah, you got a lot to learn, but mm -hmm. embrace that. Don't, don't get down on yourself. I, mm -hmm. I see too many athletes and, you know, family members that like beat themselves up because they, they are not here yet mm -hmm. or they didn't do that. Like, don't let that happen. To you. you guys already, you succeeded. Mm -hmm. Now, now build off of that success yep. and take that same mentality like when you before you could even bounce a basketball into into learning, you know, like I'm mm -hmm. sure your first race, you might have got smoked, mm -hmm. uh, you know, right, right. <laughs> like scratch, you know, you're going to scratch some.